Welcome back to another Footy and Coffee Conversations. Hey. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Is it is it cold there right now? No, it's actually really hot, but our apartment's always really cold just to, you know, even it out. So we're often in blankets and stuff in here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was confused. I was like, I thought it was supposed to be warm in Chicago, but you had yeah, it's like, like 85 it was... today. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. You're yeah. confusing it, but I like it. <laughs> Game changer. Yeah. Um, so are you a, are you a coffee drinker? I'm not really a coffee drinker. You're not? Drinker. Are you tea but drinker? Matcha drinker. Okay. Ice matcha. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So you're drinking an ice drink underneath a blanket, inside <laughs> that's cold, outside is real warm. Yeah, pretty much. Oh. It's like I get too hot with the blanket, so I have to have a cold drink to cool me off, you know? Into the mind of a goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> um, to get started, if you just want to introduce yourself, your name, what club uh, you play for, and I already stole what position you are on the field. Um, I'm Emily Boyd, and I play for the Chicago Red Stars. Are you guys, what are you guys doing now training-wise? Anything? Yeah, so we were training in um, Wisconsin, Okay. which we all pretty much live in the city. It's about an hour 20. Um, but we just got access and moved down to Indiana. So that's like 40, 35, 40. So that's like way better for us. And it's turf and it's really fast paced. So we're able to kind of like pick up the speed of the play now. So that's good. Okay. How is it? How is it getting back and blocking shots the first time? Uh, I feel like our first day I didn't do much shot stopping, but like trying to catch my coaches volleys again for the first time like my forearms are so sore and my hands are so sore but no it's so it's it's so great to be back the the thing that got me that i wasn't ready for is getting back into coaching was like my back i had to i haven't i went so long without standing like that right and so at first like two days i was like why is my back hurting like i'm an old man it's terrible yeah. standing is actually so hard it's worse than like moving i think yeah for sure um so you're you're playing for red stars now but we'll start going back uh talking a little bit about your youth career where did you grow up uh what did youth soccer look like for you i grew up in seattle washington um and i played for crossfire premiere which was um i think ecnl is still a thing it was like one of the two ecnl clubs in washington um, so yeah, I was there for like four or five years, um, and played in ECNL and stuff like that. Now, when did you start as a goalie? Was it a young age? Um, I started at U, I think it was U12 or U13. Um, I think my mom's actually watching this mom. If you, if you know, you can comment and, you know, <laughs> did you, I saw did her join. <laughs> Did you like it from the from the beginning? No, no, okay. I hated it. Yeah, when I was younger, um, my mom was actually my our soccer coach, and she would make us all play goalie, and I would be pissed at her the day that she made me go in the goal. It's just so boring when you're a kid, you know. 
You just we like, had, want to run off all your steam. We had a guy a couple of weeks ago that's a goalie. And uh, the way he became a goalie was he went to the first day of trouts in high school and he realized he wasn't going to make the team if he kept <laughs> playing field. And so he was like, I think I can make a spot, though, as a goalie. So it's always a yeah. unique way. Very yeah, few, we, I feel we, like, love it right away. Yeah. We, um, when I was younger, they just, like, we needed a goalkeeper. And they were asking for volunteers. And I was like, I'll try it. Like, sure, why not? Whatever. And then, like, ended up going to State Cup. And the A-team's goalie was, um, went on vacation for, like, State Cup. And I'm like, you're crazy. And they were like, okay, come up from the B-team. Come up and play State Cup with us. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. That's so exciting. And we like went into, we went into the semifinal, went into PKs. I saved a bunch of PKs and oh, wow. went to Hawaii that year. Super hype. It was the best. Incredible. And then I was like on the A team and I was like, wow, it's crazy how things happen. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, what for you, soccer growing up, um, was it just, I'm enjoying it, I'm doing it? Did you have kind of goals outside of just you enjoyed playing it? Yeah, I think I always, like, wanted to be on the national team. Um, obviously, as a little kid, you have, like, these amazing women that you look up to. And and my sister played soccer, so she was four years older, and I kind of saw her journey and saw how awesome playing in college was. And so that drove me to like want to play in college and stuff like that. So having a mentor that's so close to you that is doing such big things, you are like, oh my gosh, I want to do that, you know? So now yeah. was she a goalie? No, center back. Center back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but she went to uh, University of Washington. Yes. And you you weren't interested in that. Uh, so University of Washington was like 15 minutes from our house, so it was like extremely close. Um, and I actually went on a tour there and I knew that I didn't really want to go there because I was always like her little sister in middle school and high school. And it's always like, oh, you're Molly's little sister. I was like, yeah. And kind of my reputation. And I kind of wanted to do my own thing, you know? Um, but yeah, I went there and they were like, sure, you can come here, but you're going to ride the bench for your first two or three years. And I was like, yeah, I'm not coming here. Pass. Yeah. Pass. Um, what what other schools were you looking at when when deciding on what university to go to? Um, I wanted to stay in the Pac-12. Um, and then I kind of weeded out schools I didn't want to go to. I didn't want to go to Washington State. It was kind of in a weird area, like super small town. Um, I was open to any California schools. I was open to um, Arizona. But when we toured, it was so hot. So it was kind of just California. And um, when I got my offer from Cal, I was like, yes, I'm going to take it. Like, this is the best opportunity. You know, they told me I could come in and potentially start. And I always told my family, like, that was my number one goal, being able to actually have an opportunity to start my first year. And yeah, so it was like the perfect opportunity. Yeah. And I think especially for a goalkeeper, like if if you don't have the opportunity, like almost guaranteed you're not going to get any playing time at yeah. all because you don't switch that position so much as, as other positions. Yeah. Uh, you also have, I think, a lot of family that went to Cal. 
and yeah. were did like crew there and different different sports. So clearly, athletics runs in your family. Did that at all play a part though? Having uncles that have been there and that sort of thing. Um, I feel like I learned more about the history of my family like once I committed, kind of. So like I knew my aunt went there. Um, my uncle went there. A few of my cousins went there actually at the same time as me. Um, but no. I don't think that played a huge role. My grandpa went to UCLA, so it's kind of like, you know, we're all kind of competing. Yeah. <laughs> but how'd no. You, how'd you break the news to him? Oh, he was excited for me. He yeah, didn't okay. care. He was all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, you go, you decide, I'm going to go to Cal. Coach says I have a chance of earning starting time as a freshman. Uh, what's that first freshman preseason like? You're moving away from home. What What's your experience going in that first preseason freshman year? Yeah, um, I feel like I've never been like a super homebody. So for me, it was it was exciting to start something new. Um, it was obviously extremely nerve wracking going in and you know fighting as a brand new like young kid. I felt like such a kid and like fighting for that starting spot. Um, it was very nerve wracking and I felt like I had to be perfect all the time, which ended up as the opposite, you know, as that goes, like if you're like so mental and like thinking, oh, I have to do everything perfectly. It's like, that's when things just don't go your way. Now the keeper that you beat out, were they a previous starter or were they a, a bench keeper trying to earn a starting spot? They, so they had just graduated their starter. So like okay. I was competing with someone who hadn't been starting, okay. which was like kind of the exact way that I wanted to come in, you know, with, I mean, I would have been grateful to beat out a starter too, but that would have been a lot harder right. I think, coming in. But yeah, she hadn't started either. So it was like her and I and another freshman competing for the spot. I think to me, keepers fascinate me so much because obviously you guys are all battling for one position. You know, yeah. if you're if you're like a center back, you're like, oh, well, maybe I could play left. Maybe I could play right. And it's not like just one singular person that you have to be to get there. Um, but as like a goalie, like there's only one person and coach has to choose between it. Um, and yet on the flip side of it, you guys are always training together and like in this yeah. small little group by yourself. So it's just like to me, a fascinating dynamic. Yeah, I definitely think that being the starter versus being like two and three, I feel like number one, you're kind of by yourself a little bit. And then two and three, you know, you're close, but you're competing, but you're so close because you're like, we're, we're in this together, you know, we're driving, like we're trying to get better together, you know, and stuff like that. And being on the red stars, I learned that dynamic is, is really cool. And we've had so many different goalkeepers in our, on our team over the past three years. And I've been able to create relationships, like very good relationships with all of them. Um, and we understand like, it's not personal. I'm fighting just like you're fighting. So I'm not gonna get mad at you if you're the one that gets the, the job that week or whatever, but I am gonna be pissed. I'm not gonna be mad at you, but I am gonna be pissed, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and then you're like, what did I do coach? Like what happened, blah, 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 but you know, I love yeah. it. It's great. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's a very uh unique like 
just relationship you have with another person, even outside of the soccer world, it's just such a unique situation that you guys are put into. Um, how does your time at Cal go? Obviously you're starting. Um, how does it go personally? How does it go for the team? Um, I love, I love dogs always in the tournament, but we always struggled once we got in the tournament. And I don't know why, like, we had the talent, but we just lacked, like, the that edge to get farther and farther. Because every year I was there, we lost in the first or second round. And that, like, made me absolutely crazy. Because I'm obviously, I'm extremely competitive in everything. And um, I feel like as a goalkeeper, we kind of are just... Our brains are that way. You know, you have to if you're just competing for one spot on the field. Um, but it was yeah, great. I loved it. True. I just wish we could have done more in the end. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I know you have a lot of personal awards during your time there, um, as well as, I believe, the leader of shutouts for the history of Cal women's soccer. So obviously, mm-hmm. personal success, but that's also team success as well to be able to keep that many clean sheets. Um, at what point in playing college does professional soccer switch more so from this is just a dream to this is looking like it'll be a reality? Um, I think it was after my sophomore season. I kind of realized two things like if I wanted to be in the national team pool I had to make changes and if I wanted to be a professional I needed to make changes and I think that's when I started really honing in on like my personal craft um as you could call it (laughs) but yeah and I think after my junior year um I was I was like, it was kind of Jane and I, like we were always the top two in the Pac-12, like competing. And I saw her go and I saw her be successful. And I was like, okay, like it's my turn to be successful after college. So that was kind of a good turning point and something that I could see. Someone had, I had competed with directly my whole college career doing something that I hope to soon be doing. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Seeing seeing someone you're competing against and seeing them have the success, then it yeah. makes it seem, okay, this is actually a, a possibility for me. Yeah. Um, you were also during this time getting called in throughout your career to different U.S. age groups, uh, training camps and such. What's, mm-hmm. what's that experience? Because now, you know, you get to play against the best of the best of your age group. Yeah, um, it's so fun because not only do you get to like play at such a high level, but you also get to meet so many people from so many different schools. And it was so fun, like going into camp, making all these super good friends, coming back, bringing the competitive attitude back to your your own team, you know, um, and trying to drive people in your team to be better because those two levels are very different. Like I feel like national team in college it's kind of hard to compare, you know, you're bringing the best of all the college kids in one place, but yeah, it was, it's incredibly fun. And, and now I get to play with the best in the world, which is crazy. Like it's so, it's so amazing. 
Yeah. And like even learning from a listener every day is incredible. And like, it shows me, I had to raise my ceiling that I thought of myself so much when I started training with her. I was like, oh, I'm good. Like, why am I not in the national team? Blah, blah, blah. Got there. And I was like, now I know why I'm not in the national team. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. And I, I do want to get into that uh, in just a minute. I don't just to not skip ahead with it. So you you have a successful your senior year, you get goalie of the conference, first time a Cal goalkeeper has won that award. So obviously like a lot of success. Um, you go into the draft. Do you have any idea what teams are looking at you? Or are you just kind of like, I don't really care. I just hope I get drafted. Yeah, I had gotten a call. Like, I think like two or three teams had called me. And Chicago was not one of them. And and I pretty much knew Casey Murphy was going to go before me. So once she went, I was like, okay, like it's open. I could go anywhere now besides Sky Blue pretty much is kind of like what I was thinking because that's who had drafted her. Um, but, yeah, I had no idea. And right before my pick, I don't know if you know this, but, like, there was a huge trade. So we were, like, sitting there for, like, 15 minutes when all of these trades were going on and we were like, Oh my gosh, this is taking forever. And then they were like, and Chicago red stars. And, and I was like, what? Like it was, it was crazy. It was bizarre. What, what's that emotion, that feeling when you hear your name called like that? Um, it's kind of like excitement and anxiousness and like, it's like when you're going into a big test and you get like sweaty and anxious, it almost feels like that as you're walking up to the stage and you're like, Oh my God, like, like, I don't know what just happened. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. What am I supposed to say? Like, <laughs> it's very overwhelming, honestly, but great. It's a great feeling. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, what, what are your thoughts on Chicago when you get uh, drafted by them? Had you been to Chicago ever in your life? I'd been here for like soccer, but club soccer, you don't really get to do or see much. Yeah. My first thought was like, wow, I get to train with Alyssa Nair. Like, this is going to be sick. And I'm pretty sure I even said that in my interview. I was like, they were like, what are you thinking? And I'm like, uh, I'm so excited to train, like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but yeah. I, I would imagine, um, like, I, you know, obviously you, you get drafted by the Red Stars. They have the number one goalkeeper for the U.S. Women's National Team that you're sitting behind. So on the one hand, very exciting um, in a sense of so much of a wealth of knowledge to learn from. Um, mm -hmm. But also, in a sense, you know, you, you chose a school because you wanted to get to start right away. And now you're going to a team where realistically that getting a lot of playing time to start at least is going to be difficult yeah it was it was i was kind of confused i was like why did they draft me here you know like yeah. they have Alyssa. like what what are they what are they wanting i guess out of me it was like after i kind of sat and thought about it for a little while i was like this is so weird um but like i've learned that they miss a lot of games while they're gone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they were hoping for the for a backup that could fill part of Alyssa's shoes when she's gone, you know? And it's almost been better for my first year to only get two caps and 
get to train that whole time and learn. Because if I was just thrown in there, I feel like I would have been thrown in the fire and it would have been so hard. <laughs> like, yeah, the level is just incredibly high. Yeah. What, uh, what was the biggest, um, like shock when you got to professional soccer of maybe where you thought you were at and realizing the gap between where you need to be and where you thought you were? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest change is just age and amount of time in the sport. Like, in college, you only have your youth, like, and we're all the same age within a four-year gap. But when I came to the Red Stars, I was 22, and or was I? Yeah, no, I was 21. Just turned like 21, and and um, and Alyssa was 30 at the time, and so it's like, it's just so much more time playing soccer, so much more you know, time watching soccer and just the intelligence of these people is incredible. And so I feel like that was something I was like, I just need more training. And that was yeah. like the only answer I could give myself, you know? Yeah. I think, you know, obviously goalies are, are quite vocal. Um, you go into a new team. It's your first time as a professional and you have, um, women in front of you that are longtime professionals. You got, you know, Casey Short, that type of players in front of you. And now you're having to command and communicate with them. They have national team caps and you're a rookie. Um, how difficult is that to originally to, you know, yell at them and communicate with them when <laughs> you feel like you're the rookie? Yeah, it was so hard. Like, because in front of me at the time, it was like, Casey Short, um, Julie Ertz, um, you know, Danny Colaprico, like these people that have so much experience. And I'm just like this 21 year old that is like, shift right, please. <laughs> if you want. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like it, it also takes time to earn like their respect. Um, and once they, and they know you're just trying to help. It's not like mm -hmm. anybody's coming in there trying to like sabotage or whatever. And sometimes I'd be wrong. And, you know, Vanessa would be like, why did you say that? Because this, this is what I see. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like I never saw that before, you know? So it's like give and take. They have to respect you over time. And then they'll also be teaching you through the whole process. But yeah. Yeah. And for you, um, I think it worked out nice. You had your rookie season. You get to sit, you get to learn a lot. Um, going into your your second season, now there's uh, they're going to be gone. There's a lot of international with the World Cup and all. So you know that you're going to potentially get more playing time um, in that second season. What's that like heading into your second year professionally? Um, it was a lot more pressure, definitely. Um, and I just didn't want to let my team down. I feel like that was like something that was always in my in the back of my mind. Like, I don't want to let my team down because their expectations in the goalkeeper position are incredibly high mm -hmm. just on what we have. So like, that's the only thing I could think about. Like, I just don't want to let them down. I don't want to let them down. Um, but yeah, definitely a lot of pressure. Yeah. What's it like uh, when you you know, got a string of games to 
that you got to play in a row in you know your professional career um it got like a little bit more mentally easier each time um but it was still a big big deal for me you know um but they gained trust in what i was doing and um it just got more fun i think mm-hmm. you know instead of being like and then i had to remind myself like i've been doing this for you know 16 17 years like just just play the game and that made it a lot better is it is it difficult when they come back and then you go back to the bench is that difficult at all um yeah i mean i'm definitely not going to say no but i understand like um i've always said like it's really great that when I am going back to the bench, it's for someone that is so amazing. And it's mm-hmm. not like, why am I always on the bench? Like this and that. It's like, no, I mean, it, it makes sense, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't be, yeah. I mean, obviously every player wants to play, but if you have to be a second keeper, not a bad person <laughs> to be sitting behind. Yeah. Um. So now it's been, it's been a weird uh, kind of, uh, break off season, everything this whole season is going to look different um, for your guys' league. What kind of are you hoping for hem- entering into this year of professional soccer? Um, well, we only really have seven games, which is like mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I I'm here to push my team like that's my role right now um and to be ready for anything that could ever happen um you know i have to be just as prepared as any other person that's coming off the bench um but i just want our team to win and anything that i can do to help our team win that's my role you know so absolutely yeah no it's very strange this year with how how short it is and all I would imagine for uh, for rookies, it's going to be very almost difficult just because it's such a different thing than yeah. anyone's experience. Yeah, we've talked about that. Like, it would be really difficult to be fighting for a spot when your coach is really thinking about just seven games. Yeah. Yeah, not yeah. so much uh, long-term growth yeah. or development time in a season like this. Yeah, it's there's – not a lot of room for development right now mm-hmm. but we also have a super long off season we don't really know what's going to happen but um and that'll be the time where they can grow and come back next year and fight again i mean we all come back every year and have to fight again so yeah they at least got a little like hi this is who i am you know <laughs> it's like uh it's like a speed date almost <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um Going back, if you could talk to 15-year-old self um, back in back in Washington and give yourself the greatest soccer advice, what would that be? Um, I think I would say just train as much as you can. Um, do as much as you can and try not to compare to everybody else. Obviously, we have to, in my position especially, um, we are compared literally their face to our face. It's 
it's one or the other. Um, but I think the thing that helped me the most was just training all the time. Um, and I would say train with boys earlier. Like I started training with boys my junior and senior year, but if I could have done it all throughout high school, that would have only elevated my game that much sooner, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I like it. Um, now I hear rumor has it you have a fake tooth. Is that from a <laughs> soccer accident or is that just a completely different? Did you tooth? find that on Twitter? <laughs> I did. I do my research. Uh, yeah. No, I was born like without it. Uh, that's my dad was my born brother. without one too. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping it was gonna be a good soccer knockout story no, or something. Sadly, uh, no. Disappointing. Um, goalies have. I mean, it's uh, either you make the make you do your job or it's a goal there's really no other option no one else is usually coming and saving it uh that's mentally a very uh you have to be mentally strong how have you learned throughout your career to improve your mental strength to not let you know outside things affect your confidence um i think that at least during training um our team saying is just like what's next so if you make an error or let on the goal or whatever it is you need to move on because looking back is not going to help you like improve um so what are you going to do for the next ball what are you going to do for the next shot whatever it is in the next pass um and i feel like focusing on myself i've been this year my goal was just to focus on my self-improvement and I'm reading this book called Mind Gym, um, which is really cool. And uh, great book. And I feel like I just read like one chapter a day every morning before training and try and use that like um, subject in training that day. And I love I love doing that. And it's like four pages it takes me like five minutes or whatever. Um, but yeah, focusing on myself, like in my mental state in training has been extremely helpful. And I feel like, why have I never done this before? Is like my biggest question, you know? And I feel yeah. like as young kids, they're not like read psychology books, read this, like read that. They're like, go run, go, go play more, go do this, go do that. And I'm like, well, why don't, why don't we learn about like the mental side of the game more, you know? hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It is not talked about, especially in most, most youth clubs and things. And it's so, so important because that's what oftentimes is the difference maker between two players at the top level. Uh, it's funny though, that you mentioned the mind gym because the last interview, the same guy he, or a different guy said he was reading that book at, oh, right yeah? now as well. So that's why I laughed. It's just, it seems <laughs> like every athlete's uh, spending a little bit more time reading during the, the quarantine pause, which is probably a, a good thing. Yeah um so you're you're competitive you said you're you're very competitive um not just on the soccer field uh are you so i assume you're do you enjoy playing board games cards anything like that yes i do what's uh what's your your go-to game um i really love monopoly deal it's have you heard of it no so like the monopoly game like the board game they condensed into like a deck of cards and it takes anywhere from like five to 15 minutes to play a game 
and I play it with my boyfriend all the time or when I can convince him and like he's like I hate this game it's rigged because I always win the game but and he gets very mad and he's very competitive too but um I also like like skip bow or another card game phase 10 Uh yeah anything you can like carry in a little box that's what I like to play now now when you are losing in one of these games not not uh the monopoly one because obviously you win that 100 percent of the time <laughs> but any of these other games when you lose what's uh what do you how do you react what type of competitor are you when you're losing um i've definitely had to learn that like losing a card game is not going to change my life <laughs> um because like i've had some like bad reactions from losing like in the past and like actually gotten in fights over like what was said but like (laughs) yeah if it's a sport though like if we're playing soccer tennis or something and i lose i'm gonna be i'm gonna be butthurt for the rest of the day and my roommates like almost like don't let me lose (laughs) now if you're if you're winning are you like uh chirping to your friends and all that or are you like this silently just slowly beating them down in card games i'm yeah. silently beating them down but in soccer tennis i'm like do you guys know the score yeah it's like 15-0 so are we gonna play or would you like me to leave i'm definitely i'm definitely like a shit talker even in training like me and um my teammates will do shots after me and one of my teammates yuki she really likes to shoot after practice and she'll say like, okay, I'm going to do 10 balls on the right and 10 balls on the left. And I'm like, okay, are we going to keep score? And she's like, yeah, we'll keep, we'll keep score. And I'm like, okay. And then like, she'll score two or three and then I'll come back and save two or three or four. And the other day uh, I was like, Yuki, do you realize I've just saved five in a row? And she was like, yes, I realized. <laughs> <laughs> You have to talk a little smack. Oh, incredible. Uh, Molly's saying that you don't play with her because she always beats you. Is that care to comment or is that, is that yeah, I can comment. Like... We play, <laughs> I don't think, I don't, was it Monopoly deal? I don't remember. But with her and her husband, and one of them lost each game. So we played two games. And one of them was losing both times. And they were like, this game is rigged, blah, blah, blah. Da, da, da. This is the dumbest game. And then like, then someone would win. And then the next game, the other one would complain that it's rigged. And I'm like, guys, the game can't be rigged every single time we play. Like, one, someone's going to win no matter what. <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> uh, he is terrible at Monopoly deal. Oh, gosh. I need to look into this game. It's, I feel I like have I'm right missing here. I'll, out. I'll show you the box. It's great. I feel like I'm missing out on this Monopoly deal. I need to get in on it. It's so much drama. Okay, I'm gonna look it it's, up. I'm yeah, right it's like five bucks and like so easy to play. But now with my my brother, every Christmas uh, we have a Mario Kart on the Nintendo 64 tournament, mm-hmm. and then it's bragging rights for the whole year. And even if I beat him, he denies that I ever win. So this year, I actually beat him this last Christmas, and I started filming, and he, like, shut off the N64 right now. That's something Patrick would do. Nothing compares to siblings 
competing with yeah. anything to make a good old bring you back to 12 year old you and how you act i know i know um oh going going back to soccer uh goalies how do you feel about getting chipped and training from a teammate or does that make you mad if it's a good chip i'm like okay bravo but like if i'm standing like on the line and you're trying to chip me like i'm most likely just going to catch the ball and punt it like as far as i can you know like don't try and chip me if it's not like on but every day or every game for like the last two years sam kerr would try and chip me once every single warm-up like every single warm-up she'd try and get me once and like shooting or crossing and finishing or whatever and every time she'd be like all right i got my one or i'd be like sam you didn't get your one it was it's just kind of like you gotta like make a joke out of it you know absolutely yeah um what's your your least favorite uh shot or cross or whatever to save which one is your least favorite type it's a very broad question um i mean pks are incredibly difficult but i feel like that's a very mental like can you almost beat them mentally? Um, I think my, my senior year of college, I had five PKs oh my and five of five missed the goal. Oh, wow. Did you <laughs> so die my PK right percentage way, was awesome. No, I sometimes I didn't even have to die. Like they would just miss so bad. Um, but yeah, probably PK. What about, what, probably what's PK. your favorite, your favorite thing in goal? Like to save? Yeah. yeah uh, probably like a curving ball, like going upper 90, and you're just like flying and pew. You just touch it and you save it, and you're just like, yes. And, the, and it looks pretty cool too. Okay. Have you, have you ever had the hits off the post or hits off the crossbar and then like hits into the back of you and goes into the net? Yeah. How angry are you in those moments? Very. Because, like, I feel like that also is, like, happens on quarters sometimes. Because it'll come in and your post will step up. And you'll be trying to get it. And then it just, like, hits off your back. I think that actually happened to me last year. We were playing, like, Washington Spirit or something like that. And you just feel so dumb. You're like, I'm helpless. Yeah. You just, like, slowly watch it go in. Yeah, and you're like, and you just get up, and it's like barely rolled over the line, and you're like, here, here's your ball back. <laughs> oh, gosh. Sorry, I kind of ruined the mood, I think, from Monopoly deal. We were up so high, and now we're, now we're <laughs> down. This is my cloud nine. Oh, gosh. Um, what What's your, your favorite rivalry game in the NWSL? Oh, um, Portland at Portland is always a huge, <laughs> sorry, Patrick and my family are just going off in these, in these, um, things. It's incredible. I always, I always tell him that he can't, he doesn't know how to do anything soccer remotely well. And that he always just goes straight with the toe. Because football players, like, literally cannot bend their feet anywhere but just flat. So he can't do this. I can picture but, it. Um, <laughs> he blames his tape. 
because they tape their ankles uh-huh. like so rigid and i'm like no but anyways yeah um portland at, at portland is always a crazy game um and then against north carolina those are like our probably our biggest rivalries and last year we played portland at home and in the final and we won and it was like so exciting yeah just be, beating portland is just exciting at any time absolutely yeah um what about for you personally as a goalie who has been for you your favorite striker winger to go against to test yourself can be on your team can be on another team um on my team i would probably say yuki nagasato um She's just very smart. So it's not always power with her. It's more like if she looks up and sees that like I'm one centimeter off, she's going to like destroy me. So that, I feel like that's taught me a lot. Um, and then playing against, oh, that's such a hard question. I feel like everybody like has their own, everybody is such different qualities that they're so difficult to play against mm-hmm. um and we have so many great forwards in the nwsl absolutely maybe midge purse on portland has given me the most trouble <laughs> okay why yeah. why was she so difficult it was like it was a game last year and she was just like stripping our back line like ball after ball and I would try and do something and she would do the exact opposite of what I would think she was doing. And I'm like, and there's a picture series of her like beating me one V one at Portland, all the fans in the background. And I'm just like laying there and she like passes it in the goal. And I was like, wow, this is so, so sad. Sheesh. We got We got to talk a little happier things. Jeez, come on. <laughs> keep, keep making it so sad. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta think of some happy things to, to um, mention okay, for you. A happy thing. My very first cap. My I only had one save, but it was me taking Ashley Hatch one v one, and I just like demolished her legs. And there's a gif of that. So there's a positive one. There you go. That's a positive. Yeah. <laughs> we're on the we're on the right track. Yeah. Um, if you weren't if you weren't a professional soccer player, what would you be doing? Um, I would probably be working in marketing somewhere, um, whether it be like sports related or whether it be food related, like working with a healthy food brand in their marketing. Um, that's like what my major was, was sports marketing. So that's something I'm really interested in. What's that? I'm sorry. To April, yes, I got kicked in the face in that one. <laughs> um, what's your what's your favorite spot in Chicago to get food? Oh wow. There's a lot. So Yeah. I have like an extremely long list. I like keep track of everywhere I go and where I want to go. Um probably tops would be Emma. It's Mediterranean or Purple Pig or Do Right Donuts. Those are the best. 
Um, I went on a, a walking donut tour in Chicago one time. I think I went to Did five. you go to do right? Yeah, and uh, the vault and, oh gosh. Oh, donut vault? Yeah, it's been, it's been a, a few years, but I had like a donut every stop. It was so sugar that high at the end, amazing. but it was incredible. Yeah, did you feel sick? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Felt so bad, but it was amazing while it lasted. Yeah, there's lots of good donut spots. Jenny's you... ice cream. Okay. Are you into deep dish pizza at all? Yeah, I mean, gotta try it. You know. Which Which one is your? If you had to choose between Luminati's, Gina's, and all. I think I'm Giordano's. And okay. I know that all Chicago people are going to hate me for that, but yeah, that I just like their crust better. It's better. Ah, bold take, yeah. bold take. But there's also a um, Chicago oven grinders where it's like their pizza pie because they bake it like upside down and then they flip it out nice. and it's literally like a pie. That one's pretty fire. What, uh, what toppings? They don't really do a lot of toppings. And it's like, it would be inside, not like on top, if that makes that sense. That sounds good. Yeah. So, so it's like good. almost like a shepherd's pie. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that sounds yeah. really good. Making me hungry. And Patrick would always give me a shout out to Pizza Parlor. I swear, he wants to go there every single time. <laughs> he just so, gets pepperoni. You seem so happy about it from your reaction. <laughs> Because, like, there's literally so many good food places in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I don't like to, like, double. Like, oh, if I've been there once, like, I don't need to go there unless it's, like, my favorite place in the world. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't come here but, like, twice a year. But every single time, it's always a pizza parlor. I'm like, oh, fine. Sound, he sounds like the guy that goes to Olive Garden gets the same thing every time he's the he's the guy that goes to chipotle and subway and gets the same order for the last like five years not even olive garden, <laughs> olive garden. Uh, uh, is it a true fact that goalies are a little crazy would you agree uh, with yeah. that probably probably people tend to tell me that but you know i don't know i mean to be willing to take a ball right to the face you gotta be a little bit different right I mean, but we don't want it in the face. It just happens to go there sometimes. No, but like the rest of us would just put our hands up. <laughs> I mean, we try and put our hands up. That's true. I played goalie one time with, uh, we had like a two week break and our second team had a game. And I was like, hey, let me play goalie. I, our coach got really mad at me after he found out I did that, but. I gave the guys two rules before I played. I said, number one, don't give up a penalty. Because then I said, everyone's just watching me and how stupid I'm going to look. I said, number two is I better not take a ball to the face. Inside the first 10 minutes, we had given up a penalty and I had come out and like tried to get myself big, you know, not really knowing what I was doing. And the guy just shot it off my face. It was terrible. Did you save it? I saved it and we won the game. Okay. And well. I... There was one corner kick, and I wanted a photo of it, just like I could remember remember it later. So yeah. I remember one corner kick before I looked at the photographer, and I said, take photos of this. And I decided in my mind, no matter where the ball was, I was going out and just punching it. And luckily, I got to it, so I got one yeah. nice photo. <laughs> and then I, I turned in the gloves and said, never again. That was a horrible experience. Was it horrible? I mean, it was fun winning, but yeah. Like, because I played center back, but... 
even that, like just sitting as the last person in front of that, it just, it wasn't a fun feeling. There was never like, oh, this feels good. <laughs> not even when you saved it off your face, it didn't feel good? No, no, it did not. I probably- Did you would... save the PK? No, no, are you kidding me? I didn't even know what to do. I just kind of stood there hey. and made like a half dive. <laughs> <laughs> but at least we won the game, so that's my, yeah. I hung up the gloves. It was a good career I had as goalie and I moved on to better and brighter things. Yeah, seriously. Um, I I know you have some things you have to go to, so I don't want to take up any more of your time, but I appreciate you sharing your story. Um, I think it's it's just interesting. Um, obviously, the banter from your family was an added nice thing to have. Um, <laughs> but I I appreciate you sharing your, your insights and your story um, so far along on your journey. I hope you have a lot longer in your career. Um, but so far, I'd say very successful career with what you've accomplished so far. Thank you. Yeah. Have a nice day. Oh, yeah. Sorry, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. Bye.